Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started. Rattled and Shook is released weekly, every Thursday, and brought to you absolutely free. But if you want to listen ad-free, subscribe to Tenderfoot Plus at TenderfootPlus.com or on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get exclusive bonus episodes. For more information, check out the show notes. Now, enjoy the episode. And now, presenting Rattled and Shook. I'm April. And I'm Meredith. And this is Rattled and Shook, a podcast where we tune into scary stories and discuss our deepest, darkest fears, but in a fun way. Oh, there's the lag again. <laughs> yeah, the Wi Fi here is not that great. Mm. Some island Wi Fi for sure. Meredith's in Key West. We've been trying to overcome the distance between us. <laughs> it's been difficult. It's been really hard emotionally. Mm, the emotional lag. <laughs> <laughs> the good part about me being in Key West right now is that I have been doing some creepy stuff and mm. I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah. Fill me in. I did a day in Key West this year and I didn't do anything creepy. What? Very unlike me. I was with my family. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> oh, and they don't like creepy. I saw the butterfly preserve in Old Town. You know, I'm going to the butterfly preserve tomorrow. I'm going tomorrow. Did you put a thumbs up on purpose? <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I did not mean to put a thumbs up on my screen. I thought you were like but butterfly preserve. Yeah. It did seem pretty passive aggressive. So right now <laughs> we're doing this over Zoom. And uh, anytime April says anything, I just sit there silently and then... Hit her with a thumbs up. Yeah. It's been confusing. <laughs> but yeah, we went to the Butterfly Preserve and my sister was terrified. So at least it was scary for her. At least it was scary for someone. Yeah, at least someone got a thrill. Um, That's funny. I Butterflies are so beautiful. It's because they're free flying. You know, they're just allowed to fly everywhere. So they kind of can get up in your face or land on you if they want. Just I'm preparing you for the terror that is the, <laughs> the terror that is the butterfly conservatory. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And now you're frozen. You're totally frozen right now. <laughs> Meredith, come back. <laughs> I'm I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Can you hear me? I can. Yep. I can hear and see you. So I just like can't believe you went to Key West and then you didn't do like one of the ghost tours or anything like I that. I know. I would have loved to, but there was really no one to do that with me on the trip. Man, you would have liked it. I, I did one. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I did a ghost tour while um, I've been here. I think it was, it was the first night that I got here. And you 
you drive around in like a little slightly spooky trolley. Like they had lights rigged up and little candles on the side. And your guide wears like a a vintage outfit and Uh kind of tries to talk in like a slightly old timey way. (laughs) And they just basically drive you through Old Town and point out different buildings where honestly, like a lot of death happened. There's a lot of death Mm. in Key West, like a lot of yellow fever, (laughs) a lot of like shipwreckers and I'm so sorry I need to interrupt because as soon as you said a lot of yellow fever the thumbs up emoticon just appeared on your screen (laughs) (laughs) yellow fever good but um there's a lot of shipwreckers big shipwrecker history oh pirates kinda I don't really know exactly. I'm going to go to the Shipwrecker Museum and I'll learn more Ooh. and I'll report back. But there's just like such an interesting past of, yeah. you know, all sorts of people from all sorts of walks of life moving here and all sorts of illicit activity. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's like a huge literary past here with Ernest Hemingway, Tennessee Williams wrote here. And I think and now Judy Bloom. Judy Bloom. Yeah. Judy Bloom lives here now. So Judy Bloom retired to Florida like like everyone else. Everyone else, yeah. Yeah. Like everyone else. That's the pact you make if you live in the Northeast, mm-hmm. you die in Florida. And the thumbs up just appeared once again <laughs> right at the tail end of that. <laughs> Wait, why is the thumbs up? I have on my Zoom apparently I have like this automatic thumbs up and I speak with my hands. <laughs> I can't with this technology. So I did this ghost tour, and the cool thing was, as you're driving around in the ghost tour, people call out from the side of the street, you're doomed! <laughs> like, they yell at you, like, you're doomed! Is it just regular and you, Key Westers? Westerners? Yeah, it's just, like, normal people. And then you're like, yes, we are the doomed! Yes, we are the doomed! Drive-by. Oh, great guys. That's what everyone says in the trolley car. Oh, that's so funny. And... I thought like when the guide explained it in the beginning, I was like, all right, like so a person is going to say that to us. No, I saw someone come out of his house to yell you're doomed at us. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So we've got some Key West themed stories for you today in honor of me taking a trip. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Woo. And yeah, Key West turns out to be a really haunted place with a lot of creepy lore. So if you're into that kind of stuff, I highly recommend Mm -hmm. but so far nothing super creepy has happened to me here hopefully uh meredith okay well she froze right right at that point so um she's probably fine okay let's tune into the first story In the late 1800s, Thomas Otto and his family moved into a mansion at the corner of Eaton and Simonton Streets in Key West, Florida, now known as the uh, the Artist House. The Ottos were known to be stern with their servants, sometimes even mistreating them. It was the treatment of one such Haitian servant that provides a twist in this story. This woman was hired to take care of their son, Robert. One day, Miss Otto supposedly witnessed her practicing black magic in their backyard and fired her. Before she left, the woman gave Robert a lifelike doll, which stood three feet tall, had buttons for eyes, human hair, believed to be Robert's, and was filled with straw. Dolls that resembled children were not unheard of during this time, but this one proved to be special. Robert named the doll after himself and often dressed it in his clothes. Robert the doll became his trustworthy companion, 
He took it with him on shopping trips into town. The doll had a seat at the dinner table where Robert would sneak at bites of food when his parents weren't looking. Robert would even be tucked into bed with the boy at night. Soon this innocent relationship took on a strange nature. Robert chose to be referred to by his middle name, Jean, after being scolded by his mother. He told her that Robert was the doll's name, not his. Jean was often heard in his toy room having conversations with Robert. Jean would say something in his childish manner and responses could be heard in a much lower voice. Sometimes Jean would become very agitated, worrying the servants and his mother. She would on occasion burst in to find her son cowering in a corner while Robert sat perched in a chair or on the bed glaring at him. This was only the beginning. Household objects would be found thrown across the room. Jean's toys turned up mutilated and giggling could be heard. Whenever these unusual acts took place, Jean always said, Robert did it. The boy took the punishment, but always insisted that the blame was Robert's. As the mischief grew, more and more servants took their leave as new ones were hired. The Otto's relatives felt it was time to do something. With the recommendation of a great aunt, Jean's parents removed Robert from his care and placed him in a box in the attic. This is where he resided for many years. After the death of his father, Jean was willed his boyhood home. He decided to live in the Victorian mansion with his new wife. Jean had become an artist and felt the house was spacious and would provide a place for him to paint. He went to the attic and dusted off his childhood toy. He became attached to the doll despite his wife's displeasure. Jean would take the doll along with them everywhere they went. He even sat in his favorite little chair while Jean and his wife slept nearby. The Tourette room became Robert's domain after Miss Otto moved him back to the attic. Their marriage slowly became sour until Miss Otto supposedly went insane and died of unknown reasons. Jean followed soon behind. Robert supposedly attacked people, sometimes locking them in the attic. People who passed by claimed to hear evil laughter coming from the Tourette room. For some time, Robert remained in the empty house by himself until a new family purchased the mansion and restored it. The doll was once again moved to the attic. This pleased it as much as the last time. The doll was often found throughout the house. On one certain night, Robert was found at the foot of the owner's bed, giggling with a kitchen knife in hand. This was enough to send them fleeing from the home. Robert was later moved to the East Martello Museum in Key West, where he sits perched in a glass box. Despite his new living quarters, the doll was believed to not have given up his menacing ways. Visitors and employees claim they have seen the doll move. His smile has been known to turn into a scowl. One employee cleaned Robert, turned off all the lights, and left for the night. The next day, he returned to find the lights turned on. Robert sitting in a different position than the night before, and a fresh layer of dust on his shoes. Some say he'll even curse you. If you want to take a picture of him, you must ask politely. He'll tilt his head in permission. However, if he doesn't, and you take the picture anyways, a curse will befall upon you and anyone who accompanied you to the museum. The same will happen if you make fun of him. To this day, Robert remains at the East Martello Museum in his sailor suit, clutching his stuffed lion, continuing his menacing ways. Robert, Robert, Robert. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. I will say 
If Goosebumps has taught me anything, locking a seemingly possessed doll in a trunk never really works out for anyone. Yeah, yeah. Don't just lock it up in a trunk. Get that thing out of your house. Please. It's almost worse putting it somewhere mm-hmm. where you can't see it, but not removing it from the premises. Yeah, it's just looming over you. I hadn't heard of Robert the doll before this. No? I was missing out, clearly. <laughs> I'd like to see Robert get his own movie. Yeah, I, that's pretty unbelievable that Robert hasn't hasn't had his own movie. I think they've tried, but it just hasn't yielded good results. Mm. So say say you have a child's... <laughs> And he starts pulling this stuff and says it's his action figure or something. <laughs> Ugh. Do you get rid of the action figure or do you take him to therapy? Ugh. Why do I have <laughs> such a weird kid? Don't give me a weird kid. This, this is what, if you don't want a weird kid, don't have kids. If you want to make sure that doesn't <laughs> hey, what happen, are you saying about don't me, have April? children. <laughs> what are you saying about me? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, hey, it could happen to anybody, okay? Um, <laughs> If my kid... It depends how my kid said it. If my theoretical future kid told me that, you know, mom, I didn't break this thing or, you know, hurt our pet or like. Oh, Lord. It really depends what they did. Okay, maybe I went (laughs) zero to 100 there. But (laughs) if they told me like it's the doll that did it and it seemed like something they were like truly just embarrassed of and regular kid behavior and maybe like little white lies. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could get, I feel like I can get around that without any intervention um, as long as it wasn't like repeated. But if it was in a really creepy way and some really bad stuff or if they said it in a way that made me think they really believed it, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just have to trade that kid in for a new one probably. A new kid. So don't get rid of the doll. Get rid of the kid. <laughs> yeah i hopefully i don't know i hope i don't have any haunted doll stuff in my future but mostly i Mm -hmm. hope i don't have like any kids that talk to spirits or anything like that that would be great i would like to not have that yeah i don't want some like clairvoyant child with a a gift no thank you no gifted children for me (laughs) you want a real average child yeah just a run-of-the-mill average kid who's not super good at anything and just lives out a boring life. B minus. A B minus child. I'm a B minus baby. Now, a word from our sponsors. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. So I'm a father of what? I gotta find a babysitter. I found care.com and I was blown away. Through the platform, I was able to find local and experienced candidates along with their reviews and rates, which were way more affordable than I anticipated. Care.com really put me at ease knowing that they were all required to go through a background check. If you're like me and you need to find someone reliable for your childcare necessities, check out care.com. Find the ideal sitters for your childcare needs. So you, when you went to Key West, you didn't see Robert the Doll. I didn't get to see him, no, but I would have loved to. Um, Robert the Doll is big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did not oh, realize how big, big like, he was. large. Physically. Yes. Physically, like, I'm trying to show April how big Robert the Doll is. This is a... Do you see this? I, yeah. I really have a full grasp of how big he is now. <laughs> That's a big doll. Mm-hmm. I went to see him, and now I have to tell you the story because... It was, a, it was kind of interesting. I went on an off day of the week right before they closed. Nobody else was there mm -hmm. except for my friend and I. He did not want to see Robert the Doll. He was like, all right, we're doing this for you. <laughs> <laughs> and he said in his own words, he was like, I don't really want to interact, but we'll go. Mm -hmm. So we go to the Civil War Fort where they hold Robert the Doll. And um, oh, basically, it's this long passageway, this long brick passageway of the fort that you're in. And at the end of the hallway, there's this creepy music, like doll music box music playing. I actually recorded it for you. Here it is. Ooh. And if you look down the hallway, there's, you know, little exhibits lining the hallway. And then at the end, there's Robert the doll in the middle, like with lights on him, mm. just in this big glass case and just like this music box music playing. I love this immersive experience. <laughs> it was kind of immersive and it was completely empty in there. And uh, the first thing I said when I saw him, and maybe this was not the best thing to say out loud, um, but I said, oh, Robert the doll is kind of large. And uh, you body shaming him. <laughs> I'm not sure that was a good move. I'm not sure. That, I'm not sure that was a good move. Um, but he's also got like his face has like holes in it now from age, like craters. Mm. He's wearing a little sailor's uniform. He's got like a little doll on his lap. But he's pretty well preserved. And you're supposed to ask, like it tells you on the wall, you're supposed to ask Robert for his permission before you take a picture with him or of him. Mm -hmm. Did I lose you, April? Can you hear me? <laughs> Meredith has frozen again at a very inopportune moment of this story. <laughs> God, what a cliffhanger. Oh, we came back. Yeah, 
Okay, where did I lose you? I'll pick up from there. So you're supposed to ask permission. I was asking my friend, Jeremy, I call him Jabo. you know, should I, should I ask Robert to take a picture with him? And my friend was like, I don't want any part of this decision. Don't <laughs> like, involve me in you this. You can figure that out on your own. Don't involve me. I think in his own words, he said, if you're going to take a picture with him, I think you should ask him. And if you're not, uh, I don't think you should. And I was like, okay, thank you for giving me my <laughs> options. <laughs> and in one corner of the room, they have a TV with a slideshow of people's letters to Robert, basically mm -hmm. asking him for forgiveness or telling him sorry because ever since they took pictures of him or laughed at him or something, <gasps> bad things have happened. And so it's all these letters that they just are flipping through on this oh TV. Oh, my God. Like telling you like, hi, Robert, I'm so sorry I was disrespectful when I saw you and that I snuck some pictures like, you know, I can't find my luggage anymore. <laughs> like, you know, I'm so sorry, <laughs> you know, like all this stuff. And and some of them actually seemed like worse than that. And some of them seemed kind of light. And occasionally one would come across the TV that was just a kid being like, Robert, I'm such a huge fan. Please. Like, I live in Milwaukee. Like, send me a picture. Like there occasionally it was just like fan mail to Robert. That's like. The kids' version of women who write to serial killers in jail? <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> They're writing to, like, a mischievous, evil doll. And then I kid you not, April, right when I was like, all right, I think I'm going to ask him, the lights went off. In the room, the lights just went off for a second and then came back on. And I was like, you know what? That's my answer. I won't take a picture. Thank you very much, Robert. And then I tipped him $2 into his little donation thing. And I left. That's awesome. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. I I don't know how to, like, I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, um, I am very skeptical about basically everything. I even went back into the room and later to see if there were, like, any cameras mm -hmm. to see if someone would have been messing with us. But to be honest, there was, like, there was like a little old lady running the front. Like unless she like really has nothing to do and she loves to do this. Maybe she's got a little switch under her desk. I don't think that's what was happening though. No. <laughs> it was too weird. It was so weird, April. I was like, I wish April could have seen this. I couldn't believe it. I would it. have loved to see that. I don't know what to make of it. All I can say is that the timing was really weird. That's great timing. And with all the hype around Robert the doll and taking a picture of Robert the doll, mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to mess with anything, and I'm just not going to take a picture of Robert the doll. Yeah. And then I just gave him a little money toward his fund, and I, like, kind of slightly bowed to him, and I walked away, and, uh, yeah, that was my experience. If if that was Robert, bravo. Truly. Yeah. I'm a fan. He's going to make a believer out of me. Yeah. What if his head was tilted once the lights went back on? Would you have taken a picture? Because he's supposed to tilt his head, right? No. <laughs> I'd be running out of there. But I'll give you his address so you can uh, write to him in prison. Please do. This next story is a true story, and I heard about it several times while being in Key West. It's one of the more sordid historical accounts from the area. And it's pretty hard to stomach. So prepare yourself. Karl Tanzler, the self-proclaimed Count von Kossel, was a German-born radiologic technologist who moved to Key West in 1926 at the age of 39. A man with a mysterious and aggrandized past, he found employment as an x-ray technician at the Marine Hospital on the U.S. Navy base. On April 22, 1930, a young, beautiful woman by the name of Elena Milagro Hoyos Mesa 
was escorted to the Marine Hospital for tests to determine the extent of her tuberculosis infection. On that ill-fated day, Von Kossel was the technician assigned to draw her blood and perform her x-ray. Von Kossel claimed that he recognized her as the beautiful, dark-haired woman that had been revealed to him in childhood visions, the woman that was to become his true love. He instantly fell obsessively in love with Elena. Despite his attraction to her, he knew that Elena's prognosis was bad. She had a virulent form of tuberculosis and was not expected to live long. Von Kossel decided that he alone could cure Elena using his alleged medical expertise. While living in a small room at her parents' house, Elena was frequently visited by Von Kossel. He showered her with expensive gifts and began to treat her illness with his electrical therapy machines. His treatment was to no avail, and Elena died on October 25th, 1931, just days before Halloween and 18 months after they met. At the time of her death, she was 22, and he was 53 years old. Von Kossel stepped up, generously offering to help Elena's family with the entire burial. He had an elaborate tomb constructed in the Key West Cemetery, where he visited Elena almost nightly. Von Kossel refused to believe that Elena's death was final. Unable to accept that her beautiful body was deteriorating, he was convinced that her death was a mere detail that he could reverse and he envisioned living with her for the rest of his life. After months of planning, Von Kossel removed Elena's body from the tomb and transferred it to his wingless airplane parked near the Marine Hospital. He was known to tinker with things like the airplane fuselage. The location of his parked plane gave him frequent and direct access to his laboratory. He began the process of restoring his beloved to life with a wildly irrational combination of scientific technology and an enthusiasm that spilled over into insanity. Guided by the constant presence of her spirit's voice, Uncausal continued his work on her restoration for more than two years. Twice he had to move his base of operations to avoid detection, finally moving Elena to a ramshackle building on Flagler Avenue. Unemployed and guarding his secrets, he dehydrated Elena and waited for the appropriate time to awaken her from her fatal sleep. Preparing for this event, he reconstructed her face using plaster, sill, and wax. And to perpetuate the gaze he so adored, he even embedded glass eyes in her head. And so they lived peacefully together as man and corpse until October of 1940. However, Key West is a small town. Van Kossel had been seen purchasing women's clothing. Suspicion about Van Kossel's activities led to rumors, and inevitably, rumors led to discovery and ultimately Von Kossel's arrest for grave robbing and possessing a dead body. In a tiny room crowded with a homemade pipe organ and an elaborate bed, the sheriff found Elena dressed in a wedding gown, complete with lace, a veil, and silk flowers. Her demented admirer had reconstructed the bulk of her body with her remaining flesh, thoroughly mummified. The local and national press fell all over themselves to cover the story. Key West was suddenly catapulted into the international limelight. Too bizarre to be believed, the story triggered throngs of curious visitors in town. To deal with the clamoring hordes, the city decided to put Elena's body on display at the Dean Lopez Funeral Home, where it was viewed by almost 7,000 people in the space of seven days. Finally, Elena's remains were dismembered, placed in a small metal box, and buried at an undisclosed location. 
Though Von Kassel was taken to court, it was determined that the statute of limitations had been reached for grave robbing. Due to how long ago Von Kassel had taken Elena's body, the charges against Von Kassel were dropped. As relieved as he may have been at this turn of events, Von Kassel could not comprehend that his bride would never be returned to him. Released from jail, an embittered and uncomprehending Van Kossel returned to his deserted shack on Flagler Avenue. His notoriety followed him. Six months later, Carl Tanzler Van Kossel finally left Key West to escape his notoriety and write his memoirs. The very day he departed the island, the tomb which he had erected for Elena in the Key West Cemetery all those years ago mysteriously blew up. No one had ever proved that Van Kossel was responsible for the explosion, but it was generally accepted that he was guilty of it. He subsequently moved to Zephyr Hills, Florida, where he completed his memoirs, tinkered with his wingless airplane and other inventions, and lived mainly from handouts from his family. He died unrepentant in 1952. so Meredith was not kidding about that last story. Yikes. For the record, when I go, I'm getting cremated. Anyway, here's an ad. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, so this brings us to the next part of our episode where we're going to discuss what we have newly coined creepsakes. Which are the things in your house or that you own that are just creepy or that your parents owned or that your grandparents owned or that your great-grandparents owned, right? Or that your great-great-great-grandparents owned. Keep it going. Or that first maternal haplogroup in your DNA ancestry test owned. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that was gibberish. Um Yeah, so uh we've been getting some really good creepsakes. Mm-hmm. Uh you guys have some messed up stuff in your house. And this is coming from someone with some messed up stuff in their house. That's true. I like currently as I'm sitting here, like there's like a few old dolls to my left. Um in a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> And occasionally I think about how they've been sitting in the suitcase for months. Anyway, that's a, that's a story for another day. But I just wanted to share this creepsake with you that Megan Frere sent in. She wrote, as a kid growing up in the 90s, I had a Fisher-Price dollhouse with a baby dresser and lamp that would light up and play the go-to-sleep lullaby when you pressed a button. I had a large room in the basement that I shared with my sister. Occasionally at night, And always when I was by myself, the dollhouse would randomly go off playing that cursed lullaby. My mom always said it was because the batteries were going out. But once I was an adult, she admitted that she only told me that to make me feel better. She 100% (laughs) believes it was a ghost. (laughs) I really like this and can relate um, to this story about like having a little like cursed toy type thing that like plays a song. Mm -hmm. I had... In my room, like a little doll in a rocking chair. Firstly, I mean, rocking chairs already mm-hmm. red flag. But anyway, you could wind up the doll from the back and then it would play the Candyman song and, and rock Ooh. in a chair. I didn't know when I was young how how bad that was. Um, but that's pretty creepy. Yeah. But sometimes there would be like a little extra wind in the doll that if you like hit it or something like moved my dresser a little or anything like it would just kind of like <laughs> like just like little bits mm-hmm. and I do remember occasionally like being like what hit the dresser you know mm. I just heard like a, a millisecond of the Candyman song <laughs> I think that song is just inherently quaint and creepy at the same time like if that's playing in the wrong moment it's not okay no there's a time and a place for that song to play (laughs) yeah there's something about it that's like wistful and unsettling Mm -hmm. yeah when i was younger i shared a room with my little sister we had a little bunny and if you press its paw it sings jesus loves me (laughs) so one night She was already in bed. She would usually go to bed before me because she was younger. Later on, it's dark. You know, I'd try to just quietly get into bed. So I lift my covers, get in, and suddenly, Jesus Loves Me starts playing. 
And within like a split second, I scream, grab it, throw it across the room. It hits the wall beside her bed and then just falls into the crack between the bed and the wall. And she wakes up and just starts hysterically laughing. Chaotic moment. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's a pretty creepy song to hear. It's one of those things where it's like, it's sweet if you're like singing it to your yeah. kid, if that's your thing. In the right circumstance. Yes. But you don't want an inanimate object singing it to you. Without your permission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have one to share? I do. KCB wrote in, scary shit my mom thought was house decor. My mom once called me excitedly into our kitchen with a quote unquote surprise. What was this surprise, you ask? The most disturbing antique ventriloquist doll you have ever seen. Sitting happily upon her lap as she used his mouth to say, Hello, Casey. He had blonde hair and his features were weathered with time, his painted on lips still bright red. I was probably eight at the time and told her she needed to keep Charlie, the name I said the moment I saw him, locked in his box in the basement or get rid of it. Weirdly enough, she did exactly that. Locked him in his box that did indeed have locks. And even stranger, I never saw the doll again. I later purchased the house I grew up in with 35 years worth of crap and have never found it despite my mom saying he's still down there somewhere. So where is Charlie? So another case for removing the doll from the premises. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love this. This story has a beginning, middle, and end. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're we're giving this like a <laughs> review, like we're a second grade through fourth yeah. grade teacher. A plus to this story about Charlie the ventriloquist. It's so classic. You know, there's that uncanny valley thing again with dolls, where it's like if they look a little too close to human. It's not okay. Yeah. If they look like little baby dolls, cartoon-like, not anywhere close to human features, fine. But a ventriloquist doll, any sort of porcelain doll with those eyelids that move around, no, it's a no. The part I like about this story is her mom swearing that it's down there and it's not there. That is so relatable for my family. I know. It's so relatable. It's con- My dad's constantly telling us what's in the attic and then my mom's going it's not i don't know i haven't seen that in years don't tell him (laughs) don't tell dad everyone's parents like because he'll be like and this other thing that's in the attic and my mom's like we don't we don't have that anymore i don't know where it is (laughs) so your mom's like secretly getting rid of the stuff your dad still thinks is there somewhere percent oh a hundred percent that is my parents as well there are so many pictures case in point i was supposed to post a picture of me as an angel on halloween my parents are like, oh, we saw it somewhere maybe a month or two ago. It could have been a year. They have no sense of when they saw that picture or where it is. <laughs> and I probably won't find it until we pack up that house. <laughs> and we will all be waiting with bated breath. Rattled and Shook is a Tenderfoot TV production in partnership with Odyssey. Executive producers are Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. Co-executive producer is Meredith Stedman. Hosted and produced by April Ruha and Meredith Stedman. Lead editor and sound designer is April Ruha. Additional production by Sean Nerney. Production management by Tracy Kaplan and Jordan Foxworthy. Original score by Makeup and Vanity Set. Original art by Puppy Teeth. Follow us on social media at Rattled and Shook.
You know that science solves crimes. Forensic science is exciting, challenging, and most of all, rewarding work. But there is a shortage of qualified individuals in this field. Hi, I'm Terry with Loyola University of Maryland's Forensic Science Department. Loyola is one of the only colleges in the country offering advanced degrees in forensic pattern analysis and biological forensics. Our courses, taught by forensic experts, feature hands-on training and small class sizes. They are based on real crime scene and forensic examiner training programs to ensure you are ready to make a difference. Our programs are open to students from a variety of academic backgrounds because we believe everyone can contribute to solving crimes. So what are you waiting for? Discover the excitement of forensic science at Loyola University, Maryland. Visit loyola.edu forward slash forensic for more information. That's loyola.edu forward slash forensic because you are ready to make a difference. Join one of Loyola University, Maryland's forensic science programs today.